Hello friends, this is John Klein III of episode 102 of Shadow and Flame of Magic the Podcast. And today we're going to review Rise of the Powers of X, issue 1. So let's get to it. Burr, 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 burr. And this is written by Kieran Gillen. Artist is R.B. Silva. Color artist is David Gould. Letter VCs Clayton Cowles. Designed by Tom Muir and Jay Bowen. Uh, there's a slew of variants, but uh, Shadow Cat's only on, Shadow Kate's only on the first, or the uh, official cover. And she's not even Shadow Kate, it's uh, Shadow Tiger, but we'll get to that. So this is the uh, companion series, just like House of X, Powers of X. This is uh, the companion series to Fall of the House of X, and this is, of course... Rise of the Powers of X, and the cast is Nimrod, Omega Setno, Moira, Dr. Stasis, Mystique, Gambit, The Professor, Captain Krakoa, Wolverine, Shadow Tiger, and Iron Man. And the helpful um, summary is thus. Tired of years of oppression and bigotry, meet and kind, an offshoot of humanity born of astonishing powers, founded their own nation on the living mutant island of Krakoa. For a time, Krakoa was a literal paradise on Earth for mutants, but compromises made to achieve this paradise festered under the surface of society. Threatening to tear it apart from within, if not dealt with, the most pressing of their mistakes was the inclusion of Mr. Sinister, a villain that I'm making no bones on Twitter about just being burned out on. And... It's true. Like, I'm sort of like, and I like Gillen's Sinister, but I feel like I, you know, like, it, it's time has been done. Like, we, we've done it. But I understand we had to, you know, tie this loose end up. And when I did my original Twitter, um, which you can follow me at JackoSIII, same for YouTube, you, um, I was not a man who read Sins of Sinister, but now I've read it, and there's it starts with Sins of Sinister and ends with Sins of Sinister Dominion, and that's all you really need to read. There is a Immoral X-Men 1 that was fun, but besides that, you know, it's an alternate future that only gave us Rasputin the Fourth, and pretty much read anything with her, you get pretty much caught up on everything, so... And heck, you probably just need to read the Dominion one, but you might as well read the first one. It was fun for a bit, but... The inclusion of Mr. Sinister on their governing council, a problem that multiplied when they discovered Sinister was only one of four clones made by the original Nathaniel Axis, all out to become the dominant power in the universe. I guess the original Essex being crucial because there is a prime version. When the Quiet Council finally confronted the problems of the system they had built into their nation, they realized that the only way for their people to continue in the face of the ills the Council had overseen was for the Council to step down and give away to new leadership. Unfortunately, before they could enact their plan, Orcus, an anti-mutant alliance of humans and artificial intelligences, made their move to strike mutant kind down. It is now ten years later. Every attempt by mutant kind to come back from their fall has failed. Still, what remains of the X-Men fight on. And so sort of like the original um, Powers of X, Rise of X, or uh, Rise of... 
powers of X. The house is the present day, like, well, just present day, whereas powers is going to be the time traveling alternate universes, like bigger scope issues and houses where everything's more grounded, which makes sense. And so this issue is largely an alternate timeline, but, <coughs> um, but there are some interesting things here. 10 years, and this is an actual number 10, not just an X. The Tower of Nimrod, the Lesser, the Human Machine, Monolith, Earth. And Nimrod and Omega, Omega Sentinel standing over Emma Frost's dead body, which I know caused everyone to freak out. She's wearing black, which there's a line in the Sinister Dominion where she makes a joke about how she bet in his future he had her wearing black all the time. And so probably a reference to that, right? It has to be. And Omega Sentinel is just bragging about how um, the Phoenix has been dealt with. Now they've dealt with the Sentinel or um, with Emma. And so they're just tidying up losses. And uh, Nimrod's wanting to enact their final uh Death strike against mutant kind, and the machines can finally rule the day. And then they dismiss Emma by just kicking her broken body just off the cliff. And so it's being set up like tomorrow is the big day. Tomorrow, mutant kind will be done, and the machines shall arrive. At the Henry Gyrick Memorial Detention Center, which we know that's where um, Orcus was making. One of their main bases, or at least their Earth base, where Firestar freed Juggernaut and where Cyclops was being held prisoner. And we see Mystique and Nightcrawler, nope, Mystique and Gambit, not her son, but her son-in-law, I think is what my brain did there. And they're making one final stand. And Gambit is going to not just charge playing cards, he's going to charge his entire body to cause the ultimate distraction. Mystique, taking a moment, says kindly that you were a good son-in-law despite everything, which I like to read as despite everything. You made Rogue very happy. And then Gambit, being a human-sized bomb instead of a playing card-sized bomb, blows up, and Mystique is in the clear while on the Iron Man Sentinels land. And then she just knows she's going to die. And so she's like, Irene, I'm coming. But she's going to, you know, take out as many robots as necessary. The Broken Sword Orbit. And we see Xavier, the professor, body ravaged by his power. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Man, I read this like yesterday in my brain already. So the professor is Sink, which is a fun, you know, bald man for bald man. Body ravaged by his power, Sink is holding on and holding the team together. And the team makes up of Iron Man, AI imprint of a long-dead Tony Stark in his final suit. So I guess spoilers for the Mysterium suit. Uh, Captain Coca-Cola. 
Kamala Khan, the last captain of the Kirkoan age, which I think is very interesting as she took a different name and especially, uh, she took a different name of a known character, just like, well, I guess just like Miss Marvel. But like we saw in her last miniseries where she was having identity issues, being inhuman, now mutant and legacy character. And now she's yet another legacy character. So we have Cyclops, we had, uh, Steve Grant Rogers, and now Kamala Khan. So two out of three, not bad. Wolverine, Logan, the living extinction. And my favorite, Shadow Tiger. What was left of Cape Pride after consuming the Death Seed. Which I know I've read comics where Dakin has had the Death Seed and also Iceman in that um, astonishing X-Men run by Marjorie Liu. Where pretty much he attacked all of his ex-girlfriends. Including Kitty and... Um... Had to be calmed down. <clears throat> Man, that's a pretty fun arc. Should review that one of these days. And I would love a mini series of this Shadow Tiger. And I know I'm the guy who's just like, you know, alternate timelines. Which, you know, I, I mean, I'm an X Men fan, so I'm familiar with alternate timelines, but there's just something about, I don't know, like yet another alternate timeline? Like, alright. But. You know, the Kokoan Age has been dealing with time travel this entire time because it's the X-Men. And they're dealing with space, so, you know, it's all the X-Men tropes. Minus a mansion, if you will. Orcus Forge, Deep Space. And so, Mariah, Nimrod, and Omega Setna are all talking about what's coming. Um, Mariah's lamenting about how she... This reminds her of her sixth life where the machines were winning. And so she's, you know, it's on track for another victory. And Nermarod is very excited. And they're going to become their own gods. So, you know. <clears throat> and then Dr. Stasius comes in. So they're still working with humans. But it should be the last of the humans they're going to, before they have they can stop playing nice. Uh, they register as a threat at Phobos. And then we cut to Phobos and the X-Men have arrived. And they're looking for weaknesses. Um, they're gonna... So they know they've been spotted. And AI Iron Man thinks he can get the job done before it's too late. And he doesn't. He explodes. <clears throat> and now the Sentinels, or the machines are all worried that their plans are gonna be not back. So before the machines can risk losing, they gotta activate their world mine. So there's just still a chance the X-Men can still win. The Vault in Ecuador. And um Dr. Stasius is using a Doctor Doom teleport disc to escape. And then back on Phobos, the X-Men are fighting all these Sentinels. Um classic models, new models, just all the Sentinels. Shadow Kate's using two swords, so that's fun. Oh, I should say, she resembles Rasputin the Fourth by being a very tall lady. Like, taller than Kamala and Logan, which is fun. And then Nimrod's like, Death Seed Infection increases mutant endurance 
for Cape Pride. Improved phasing can be performed at range, even floating space to translocate subjects via phase shifts. Because when uh, Iceman, who's already an Omega Mutant, had the Death Sea, he became like a giant. And so I've been thinking, like, and this is why we need a miniseries for Shadow Tiger to see, like, well, what does a Death Sea do for Kate? Because we've seen regular Kate had the power to phase a giant bullet through the planet, like that, so, you know, one feet. And then using the Dark Order power, she was able to phase two whole planets apart from each other instead of colliding to each other. So what does the Death Sea do? Something in between there? It's like adapting align Monaco frequency to target. And Kamala's like, hey! As a Bruce Bruce knocks uh, Shadow Kate to her, the ground, your Shadow Tiger is neutralized. Oh, and everyone. Well, no, I guess not everyone talks in all caps, but Nimrod definitely doesn't. And so we learn that Shadow Tiger is all lowercase after the cap S. Because I was like, well, is it Shadow then cap T? But it's not. It's all lowercase, which makes sense. It's Shadow Cat and Shadow Kate are all lowercase. Who's next? Who joined Kamala in the grave? Krakola in the grave. I don't think I ever realized Krakola and Kamala sort of sound the same. I guess there's some K and A sounds in there. And uh, Kamala's just saying, you know, as long as one X-Man lives... Uh, Kakola does too. And then we see the World Mind Initiation, World Mind Stable, World Mind Attempting Contact, World Mind contract, Contact Achieve, Dominion Arrives. And it's a beautiful splash page of, I don't know, like a sun with an eyeball in the middle of it. <coughs> and Nimrod just waves happily, like, hello, God. Which is fun. The Vault and te Temporal Acceleration Pocket. So Stasius realizes that the AI plan was very clever, but I guess they need the sun to empower it. And so they're using the uh, supreme intelligence of all the great minds Earth had um, to come up with a counter plan for it. And so they just decide to kill the sun. And then you see the sun's just slowly diminishing. Dominion attack vector penetrating Corora chromosome spear photospear Dominion attack vector supernova initiated. Dominion attack vector supernova consumed. Dominion attack vector charged. Probably should be doing robot voice for this. Dominion attack vector preparing for launch. So then Nimrod is bragging that, um, yeah, he, the new dad's showing up. And now saying he really lazy the sun is gone. And then Kamala's like, sink, we need a distraction. And then sink, choosing the greatest of distractions, turn, decides to revive his apocalypse powers. So we get Sink, a very blue big boy Sink, and he just starts punching Nimrod away. Uh, Kamala helps Shadow Tiger up. I guess I should be respecting her name of Captain Krakola because names matter. 
She's like, target is directly 523 meters that way. We need a shortcut, Kate. Are you able to face ship one last time? I can try. And Logan's like, yeah, Pete will have loved this. World's ending, re-risk everything. On one last fastball special. And as a cl- classic fastball, the picture of the fastball special, she just holds Logan, which I don't know, is she holding him by the knee? I don't know about the formation, but she throws him, but it looks like she throws him right into a stepping disc, like, which I imagine is more of an issue of how fast she throws him into the portal. And then Logan goes through it, and all of a sudden he meets uh, Diamond Sinister. And they talk about how there's a fail safe. And so the failsafe is Sinister himself has Wolverine Gutsum. Dominion attack vector fired infection. We get a Krakoon, which is fun. Consumption. Nemrod's not sure why their god's dying. And Stasius is working with a lady with like a pink suit and a dome, but I'm not sure are we supposed to be no wait, it has to be Mario, right? You had to go back, and I'm pretty sure it's just a nameless person at the moment, so I don't know if diehards have a theory or not. But whoever this is has been working with the children in the vault for on a plan. So the Dominion has been defeated, and uh, Stasis is taking off his helmet, and he's surprised that they got defeated, but yet it's been defeated by another Dominion. From what I read from, you know, the Dominions pretty much when a Sinister turns into a god. And so that issue ended with um, Mr. Sinister being, recognizing that he's nobody. And there was already a Dominion in place. And so um, Stasius is realizing that he's not, uh, the Dominion either. And then we see um, him get stabbed through the chest by Rasputin the Fourth, declaring that he is dead. And then she, they're t- she's told to get out of there real fast telepathically. And we see the Dominion has a giant face with the crown um, instead of the spade or any of the other suits. And it's uh, Mother Righteous is the uh, heart. And, and Stasis is the club. And I don't know who the spade is. I guess it's a fourth one. And so the crown sinister is, or Exus, is um, Enigma. And he narrates, once I was Nathaniel Essis, I created four versions of myself to scour reality for ways of becoming Dominion. The mutant, the post-human, the arcane, and the alien. So I guess the spade is the alien? All roads will lead to me. The plan was helped by the industrious mutant clone, Sinister. He had made an engine that used Mariah's gifts to reset the timeline wherever he wished. Of each of these attempts could happen, be consumed, and then reset. Watching, I ensured he would never remember timelines when he discovered his peers or their dominion attempts. So then we see the Mariah machine. I watch all this happen as it must. I exist outside of time and space. I am an enigma, and I cannot be prevented. I am an inevitable as the period of the end of the sentence. You are merely watching how I came to be. You are merely watching how I won. It's like, 
plus 10 underscore stasis underscore timeline reality ends. <clears throat> and in the present, no space, X. And Rasputin comes back. She's like, I'm sorry, sir. I failed. And we see Xavier has been working with um, Doug. And no space, I guess, is also existing outside of time. So they're safe. And then this is also where we saw she was pulled um, from Fall of House of X, right at the worst time to save Cyclops. Um, to hear the plan. Oh, and breeding um, Sins of Sinister. Turns out he took out the uh, failsafe in her in Rasputin the Fourth. So he can't control her, nor can he um, terminate her uh, with a switch. So that's good to know. And so I don't know about Xavier not being under Sinister's control, but I get the impression he's not. And so they're doing the same thing, I guess, with the, without the luck of Mariah on the Mariah engine, where Xavier's like, we succeeded in stopping Stasis Ascension nine times. That's better than what we achieved with the other Excess clones. We knew it was likely impossible to prevent the Enigma Dominion from coming into existence, but we had to try. And now we must walk a harder path. And so then Doug's monitoring how the X-Men are attacking against Orcus, and Doug's saying they're hitting most of their primary targets, the SWAR station is deploying, the AI is fighting back, and no one's realizing the bigger fight. <clears throat> like, you know, they're all fighting for tomorrow, whereas they're fighting for forever. Which is always awkward when you say four forever. It's just too many fours. Might as well say eight ever. We're fighting eight ever. And Xavier notices that um, Coca-Cola's not doing well, so Doug's not doing well, so they must be having some issue together. And so he's taking it out, or Doug's taking it out on Rasputin, and Xavier's saying that's like... This isn't like you. Like, everyone be kind. And Doug hints that you know, he's going to let everyone else know the bad news. So clearly, the team is bigger than just these three. But Rasputin the Fourth wants to know what the plan is. And Xavier doesn't really want to tell her in case she gets captured. Because she's his greatest soldier right now. And if she gets captured, then she will, could reveal their plans. And finally, she convinces him to let um, to tell her what the plan really is. The whole timeline falls apart, and the Dominion ceases to be. It's cut off at the root. And then we see the final page. If we kill off Mariah before her gift activates when she's 13, it all goes away, which is freaking everyone out. And Coca-Cola would never have been and never will be. And that's how the issue ends. And so everyone's worried about a giant reset button, but it's like... And then I write people who are like, oh, well, the people who think there's no possibility of the recent button are foolish as well. Like, no one knows anything. But I don't know, for sake of anxiety and my new philosophy of just trying to be cool and calm, which, you know, more failures than success, but it's the, it's the journey, the hero's journey. But it's like, you know, we had the Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day crossover. They've been involved with like the ridiculous um Black what was that Venom crossover? It, the Marauders had a one shot involving it. The Return of the King? No. Something about the Black King? 
I was right. It was King and Black. Or at least I had the words, but not the right order. <laughs> but so, like, you know, these X-Men, the Krakoan age hasn't just been, like, a tight almost five years of stories. Like, they've interacted the X-Men. Like, after Secret Wars 2015, they could have reset then, but they didn't. And, you know, the Hickman... uh House of X, Powers of X was a soft reboot, but pretty much everything that came before, besides the Maria um, plot, everything else was respected. And you know, other timelines sure were hinted at, but you know, there was still a present day prime timeline, a six one six, if you will, and or six sixteen, if you're willing to do that. But I just think we're not going to we're not going to lose the Krakoan age. Like we've had characters now. Respi in the fourth is here. She might exist. I know that's the problem too. If if people if the uh, I don't even know what to call it. I guess the reboot of okay. If we do go back to basics and everyone goes back to the X Mansion. I, okay, you know, so that was the issue. So I guess we're in speculation mode now. If they go back to the mansion, then, you know, maybe there's a core team of X-Men. All the other mutants are scattered across the planet. They're just living their best lives. And, you know, maybe they're just trying to be the best examples of, you know, public-facing mutants. and Or they're just, you know, mutants in public and... Just doing their best, as we all do. Or, um, I don't know, my big issue is, like, well, what are they going to do about resurrections? Like, are the five going to die? Are the five going to get separated? Because at one point, you know, they're going to have a next crossover where, like, Cyclops dies. And it's like, well, how do you bring Cyclops back? And it's like, well, you just reunite the five. Like, it can't be that hard to find Egg and, uh... Oh no, can I name the five? There's Hope, Egg, Elixir, Proteus, and you're shouting it at me right now, and I appreciate that. And of course, Tempest. Thank you, Fandom, for always providing the answers. You think Egg would become Golden or Egg Balls after this is all said and done? That'd be fun. So I don't think... So I'm I'm of the camp that there's not going to be a reset button. They're just going to have to, I don't know, either quietly or just write stories that never reference. Because the easiest thing to answer, like, well, what do you do when Cyclops dies is to just make sure you write Cyclops not dying and just don't draw attention to it. And so then everyone just has to speculate, like, well, what happens when someone dies? And it's like, well, I don't know. I guess we'll find out, right? Let's, let's see what happens. And then you just have high stakes, but people don't die. Because, you know, every so often you write a story where Earth isn't on the verge of destruction. And you just do character plots. <coughs> Perhaps is one direction. Um, so, you know, there's poss- there's directions they can go in. I'm sure Tom Brevor and whoever's tapped to be the main X writer, which I don't know if you even know who that is, right? I mean, we know um 
Gail Simone is doing uh, the X-Men Free Comic Book Day. And she's been pushing a lot of X-Men um, thought tweets. Uh, a lot of them centered around, you know, like, which X-Men deserves a miniseries, which, of course, would be Shadow Kate every single time. Which now I wish I, I, I should find that retweet um, or quote tweet. Uh, oh, man, tweet is such a silly word once you say it more than once. And to say Shadow Tiger, like make it my official answer. Um, well, my other official answer is, of course, I said Kate Pride first. I was tempted to be like, with Lockheed, is that's usually what I always do. But I'm like, well, she says one character. I can play. I can follow the rules. Um, which in March, we get Magic and Lockheed back. So with Kate Pride. So we'll see Shadow Kate and... So I'm excited about that. I feel like there's a bigger thought too I was having about why they won't reset, but just because I guess there's an issue too. Like we just reset, but then but you can't just reset because what about all the Fantastic Four stuff and the Meaning Doom and Iron Man subplots? But I guess the answer is you just don't address those stuff again and you just call it good. But. Uh, they're just not resetting, but there's going to be something where they, you know, they book in it. Like, they're literally booking it now. People have been mentioning about how this is the story going through July, which makes sense as May will be when the free comic book day comes out. And so things will be wrapping up around then. Because um, at one point, the X-Men fight the High Revolutionary. So in the X-Men self-titled series. So, like, clearly that's not Orcus. Um, so, you know, and there's Sabretooth War. So there's other stories going on, which apparently Sabretooth War takes place after X-Force 50 and then before Fall of X and Powers, Rise of Powers. So, I don't know, it's an odd publishing question mark, but, and clearly Wolverine, well, no, I guess the Wolverine, the Logan we saw here is in the future. So do we know present day Logan? Oh, yeah, no, we do. He was trying to rescue Cyclops with Colossus and Kurt. So, yeah. So, clearly, Sabretooth. I don't know. Uh, speaking of which, um, on shelves now is Spider-Gwen Smash 2, which made me wish I, I looked at the first issue a little bit closer. But... Um, Oh no, what's their band's name? I was about to say um Cats Laughing, but that is not their band. But the band um Gwen Stacy's in with MJ uh Watson, which MJ apparently is E M based J A Y, so I'm like, alright, that's a choice. But the other two members of the band's Betty Brant and Gloria from also the Daily Bugle, so I'm like, hey, do I need to look at Spider-Gwen comics? Because, you know, I've sort of just shrugged and been like, yeah, she is on all the variant covers with Gwenpool. Like, you know, there's a Glenistance at the moment. Copyright that. Now you can just hashtag it. <laughs> and so I haven't really dealt with... So, you know, I typed in X-Men Earth 65, and I guess they've been mentioned in, like, a Web Splinters comic, but no image, though so Google image wants to show me an image, but it had like 
the original five X-Men, but not call those names. And Phantom, like, on the Google search has a picture, but then you click on it and it doesn't, that picture does not show up on the webpage for it. But apparently they were mentioned in Web Warriors 1 from November 2015, and then never seen again. Okay, it took some Google reverse image searching, but... Um, I guess it's, the image was from Mutt's Earth 1-1, or 110, and it's Beast Deva Girl, which is girl with two R's and no I, Thike, and Ice. So I guess, you know, close enough, but I don't get Deva for Angel or, I guess Girl is this lady in the middle. And she is from a comic called Big Town 1 from November 2000. So, for whatever reason, that's not X-Men of the Earth 65. And, of course, Spider-Gwen from the Miles Morales films that everyone loves. So, um, and then a Twitter friend, um, Fanagum, was nice enough to tip me if I want to read some Spider-Gwen X-Men content. I should read all new Wolverine 1. Uh, where Laura and Gwen get their bodies swapped and I, and in there we meet the Reed Richards of Earth 65 and how supportive her dad was in that timeline. And there's a cool hornet from the Slingers, um, Spider-Man offshoot team reference. And that was a delight. Uh, Gabby makes a, um, a mask for Jonathan the Wolverine, the most real of the Wolverines, and that was a fun comic as well. If I had to compare the two, I would say read all new Wolverine 1, or annual 1, and not Sins of Sinister. But, I know, and Sins of Sinister was 11 parts, and I read only 6 of the parts, because um, thanks to fandom, I was able to see which ones... Uh, Kate Pride and Magical referenced in. And so I miss all of the Storm of the Brotherhood um, miniseries and read one issue of Nightcrawlers. And I want to say reading that one Nightcrawlers mini or issue reinforced like why I didn't want to read this at all because I was like, it just seems like a bunch of nonsense. And, you know, like those were... Well, 11 parts, so yeah, I imagine it took the better part of four months of publication, which I want to say the comic podcasts I was listening to were, like, (coughs) lukewarm on the idea of the crossover. So thankfully, only, um, like, Nightcrawlers replaced the Psy Sparrier Nightcrawler series at the time, Legion of X or Way of X, and X-Men Red became Storm of the Brotherhood, so... And then um, Immortal X-Men became Immoral X-Men. So, and then, you know, the book in um, one-shots. Um, oh, so Spider-Gwen, in a way, um, their band is playing opening for Dazzler, but also Spider-Gwen is the bodyguard for Dazzler. She's being um, stalked by a stalker as well as a Hulk. And so far of my best X-Men issues of 2024, I, in a bold move, made Spider-Gwen Smash 2 the number one position of 
uh, number one ranked X title. Uh, also, X Men in that is Pixie and. Oh no, it was Pixie, Dazzler, and another mutant that made sense. Once again, thank you, fandom. So their band's called the Mary Janes. And I guess it's okay because MJ is E-M-J-A-Y, like I said. So, you know, inspired by her, but... Or I guess it's a clever take on her name. Oh, yeah, Lila Cheney. See, I was right. I was right about that. Oh, I guess Dazzler's band's name is the Uncut Gems, which they do reference. So anyway, so I was like, there's three X-Men characters. I think we can call this an X title. It's not just a guest spot by Dazzler, and it's not a twosome. Like, it's a, it's a thruple of mutants, so, or perhaps a trio of mutants. And so, I was like, yeah, I'm going to name it. And then Fall of X, number one. Oof, I don't know if I could do this every week where I name the top ten every single week. But I I have a hashtag best X titles of 2024. I think that's what I called it. Um, So we're two weeks in. And then, of course, number three, Rise of the Powers of X, which I know some people are raving about it. But I don't know. I'm just not connected to it. So... But, you know, I think each one's six issues, so we'll get to it. But I just, you know, I prefer the present day and not being attached to a timeline that I know has a finite purpose. So, but I'm ready to be wrong. I admitted I was wrong about Xavier being sinister controlled as well as Rest being the fourth being sinister controlled. Or at least Xavier sinister controlled has control over her. Um, so, uh, Quad. No, no, it'd just be a dual, a square trolled, which now sounds like Scarecrow to me now. Anyway, so um, some bonus content there about speculation, but we have comics coming out next week. My next episode will be another 42 issue, which will be my third, and then I guess I need a plan for the fourth one to just come out on my birthday, so that'd be fun. Um, and... Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm going to promote this episode in the morning. Um, probably just use the same images I used to um, do my review, uh, which clearly I need a lot more than 120 characters. Oh, um, I finished my X of Swords Twitter project, and so now I'm working on a Sins of Sinister project. So I think the first three are out, and then the next three... Oh, no, well, three... Yeah, today is Thursday. So, yeah, I think... Oh, man. This is what happens when you do scheduled tweets. I think the last one comes out next Tuesday. And then I'll make another blog post, which you can find the blog at shadowandflamewithmagic.com that kickstarted this entire enterprise. Um, I got zero reaction to my best of... 2024, but I'm going to try to stick with it. I mean, at least until we have 10 care, uh, issues. I know Wolverine came out. No one once went... Well, I got no reactions. So, like, no one was like, hey, buddy, you left Wolverine off. Like, yeah, I'm not reading Wolverine, which is the beginning of the Sabertooth War. I guess some characters die, and it's very gruesome. 
And that's just not me, man. I like my X-Men comics to be fun and with the characters I like. So, you know, like the blog and the podcast, if Kate Pride, Lockheed, and Ileana Rasputina are not in a comic, then, you know, does it count? Well, I guess this Dazzler one. But, I mean, I'm willing to read all comics, but the ones I purposely seek out, I'm going to need those three ingredients. Or at least one of those ingredients. But I like Dazzler. Like, I'll read a comic of her. And it was nice to see Spider-Gwen. And I guess there's a lady in that comic that knows Spider-Gwen has spent time not in her home dimension. And so that was fun. Oh, and Natasha Romanoff was in in the band, too, for Dazzler. So I guess that makes sense. Oh, I guess fandom does know who the stalker is. And that's who I guessed it was, because there's a big who is the Hulk. But then we find out who the Hulk is. And so I was like, well, yeah, that's clearly the Hulk. I guess I'm trying not to spoil Spider-Gwen Smash 2. But, um... So you too can read that and be like, oh yeah, that's it. And then I thought the stalker was who they, they say it is because of the glasses and well, there's a Hulk. And now I spoiled it for you, but not directly. So, you know, you're welcome. So thank you, everyone. And speaking of you're welcome, thank you so much for, I guess it's the opposite or what precedes it. Anyways, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, I guess I already promoted where you can find everything. So if you'll please like the podcast and subscribe, maybe uh, tell a friend to listen. We really appreciate it as we keep trying to make the podcast grow. And hopefully one day, you know, there will be a f- person who follows my tweets and goes, hey, man, I like your podcast episode. And I go, hey, thanks. But I see other people promote their podcasts and they don't get that much responses either, but I'm under the impression they have a huge listening like, base. And so I'm like, well, then we're all just doing that same thing, right? And so, you know, we're all just trying to do our best and putting our voices out there. So thank you for listening to my voice. And I will talk at you next time. All right, everyone. Bye.